those things are together. It's kind of hard time. Next time, Pastor Peter, I'll play them to you. Yeah, they would. Yeah, good. Well, we're glad to have you. We love the Lord. Learning. Let's sing this one. Learning to lean. I'll know that. Learning to lean. I'm learning to lean. I'm learning to lean on Jesus. Finding more power than I. song I sang at the head of the first song was uh, there remaineth a rest to the people of God and that's what I want to share about it's a song that the Lord gave me early on in my Christian walk and uh, but before I get into that let me share with you a few things that are going on with the CEF um, first of all I mean it's a thrill to be here with my chicken eating buddy. And <laughs> we go to get, get that hot chicken. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. It's anointed, Pastor Peter. You're going to have to go with us. <laughs> but thank y'all so much for letting me come. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> but y'all are a. Uh, your church, y'all support us, uh, so support CEF obviously by what you do and through your through giving and all that you do, and and we just CEF appreciates it to no end. And each one of you are a very real part, and take this in because a lot of a lot of what I do is not actually in front of the children as much as others are that are leading them to Jesus, right? But 
Everyone that is a part is a part of every one of the 108 that came to know Jesus. That's your ministry. There ain't anything better than that. 1,460 people reached 108 decisions. And we have to trust the Lord what that decision is. But whatever, he's faithful. He is faithful. And that's a very real part of what you do. It is. Praise the Lord. The fingers and the toes, right? We're all apart. Um, in the spring, we had six good news clubs, 250 children reached, 35 decisions for Jesus. Um, all the schools, as you know, they're uh, out, out, uh, outside organizations are closed. We're coming into the schools because of COVID, but Lester was open to us. Um, Little Blessings Daycare, which is really three clubs because there's three different groups of children. Christine Avery Center, Rock Hill Missionary Baptist Church is an African-American church. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. What a wonder to see how God moved in that situation. And it's open to us again for the, for the fall. Um, Nick Ragel is one of our committee members, and we had a club at his house, which I, I attended. And it's a neighbor. I mean, the neighbors come, you know, <laughs> they have it out in the driveway and all the kids come in and show up and, and hear the gospel, hear about Jesus. Wonderful. And I believe that's open to us again in the, in the fall. And, and one very, very special thing that the Lord has opened is ABCCM Transformation Center with Scott Rogers. Um, we have, uh, he has agreed to have us partner with them for reaching the children. And there's a mothers that come in and they have children. So we're going to be doing a good news club. They are on, this will be on and on. And uh, if you know anything about that ministry, it's extremely exciting. And we're glad that uh, we're a part of it. Um, we have Good News Spectacular, which is where we set up moon bounces, mainly at churches, uh, other events also. and. We have uh, popcorn and and uh, snow cones and uh, and children get to have a great time playing. Families come, but uh, certainly the main main meal is the sharing of the gospel with the children. Uh, we saw a lighter crowd, slim crowd, basically. Just to be honest with you, um, out of the seven spectaculars we did, we've only seen about 120 children out of those 29 decisions for Jesus. Um, that could be COVID, um, um, and probably is COVID. Um, but anyway, we had one at Calvary Chapel, one at Mud Creek Baptist Church, Arden Presbyterian Preschool, Rock Hill Missionary Baptist, Oak Grove Baptist Church, Christine Avery Center and Biltmore Church of God. With five day clubs, we had 13 clubs reaching 305 children, 14 came to know Jesus. Mountain Stair, um, State Fair Ministry, right down the road, 535 were reached and we had 29 decisions for Jesus. 
So that's what we're seeing looking forward. So, um, so, so everybody's probably aware of the spectacular that we used to have. Right, the big about one. the migration to the... Right, these are, we call them mini spectaculars. Um, we have four moon bounces, and usually we'll set up anywhere from two to three um, outside or indoors. One of the reasons I will say this about the slim crowd is uh, we set them up in the middle of the summer out in the heat. <laughs> so I think that minimized the amount of children that, that came. Uh, so it's been a learning experience, but um, and and uh, you know the the grand spectacular is obviously at the Ag Center, and I think we may even go back to doing some of those because it draws more, uh, draws a large crowd as well. But everything has to be paid for, right? So we move on. But um, anyway, God is moving mightily in CEF. Praise the Lord. Uh, he loves that ministry. He loves children, as you know. And thank you so much for what you do. This morning, I want to share a word on the rest. Uh, that song that God gave me, you actually gave me a word from uh, Hebrews 4, which I'll share this morning. But it was early on when I committed my life to the Lord and uh, we were over at my parents' house and uh, a bunch of uh, kids for Jesus, you know, college kids and all. And he given me this word about there remaineth the rest to the people of God. He that is entered into his rest hath ceased from his own works. And when I learned that word about rest, I got in, uh, after that I got involved in a church that was a a great church, but they were more into, and there's a difference, y'all, than I'm going to go after Jesus. I'm going to give all for Jesus. And I'm going to allow Jesus to come through me. Difference. I want to read this from Hudson Taylor, he's a doctor and he's a missionary to China, well-known, obviously. He wrote a book called, uh, or he talked about what he called the exchanged life. After 29 years of being a Christian, he was fed up, broken, despair, depressed, frustrated, with the Christian life. You ever been frustrated with the Christian life? 29 years, grand work, God doing miracles and all that he was doing, he was absolutely frustrated because he just wasn't seeing what he thought he should see and where was the joy? Did Christian life ever be become a hard work to you? Then something happened to him, and he calls it a secret, a spiritual secret. It's not a secret. <laughs> not a secret. I'm just going to read this to you. God made me, this is after this experience, 
Hudson Taylor was a missionary to China and the founder of the China Inland Mission. Here is the inward joy and power that Hudson Taylor found in Christ. This is in the book that's called Spiritual Secrets of Hudson Taylor, written by his son. What was the secret? The simple, profound secret of drawing for every need, temporal or spiritual, upon the fathomless wealth of Christ. God made me a new man. God made me a new man. He's been in the Lord, Pastor Peter, for 29 years. And he says, God made me a new man. What's he talking about? He's already received Jesus 29 years ago. He's been walking with him faithfully, reading the word every day. What does he mean? I became a new man. Huh? What did he find? Wonderful was the experience that had come in answer to prayer, yet so simple as almost to battle description. Abiding, not striving, not struggling. Trusting him for present power. Resting in the almighty Savior. I in Christ, literally all seems to me now the power, the only power, the only power for service, the only ground for unchanging joy. It was the exchange life that had come, the life that is indeed no longer I. It was a blessed reality, Christ liveth in me. And how great the difference, instead of bondage, liberty, instead of failure, quiet victories within, instead of fear and weakness, a restful sense of the sufficiency of Christ. Perhaps I may make myself more clear if I go back a little. This is uh, Hudson talking. I prayed, agonized, fasted, strove made resolutions, read the word more diligently, sought more time for meditation, but all without avail. What? What? The sweetest part is the rest, which full identification with Christ brings. When he talks about the exchange life, y'all, Exchange my life. Now, you know, it talks about we're yoked, right? We'll talk about it. We're yoked together, so I've got to do my part. Let me ask you something, Pastor Peter. <laughs> if Jesus is right there next to you and he's pushing, yeah. how much pushing do I do? Yeah. That's real, y'all. For 20 years in my life, I was frustrated. I was living after God for all I could give him, doing everything I could, everything. As a single man, I, I got married later, but as a single man, I was going, 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 as we do, as we, as we get in that mode. And my life came to the place where I said, Lord, you want to just kill me and take me out? 
What has it told me? You see, he gave me that revelation early on. I got in a particular church setting and I started working myself and, and doing all that. And the emphasis was more on what I could do for Christ rather than what he could do through me. And God had, it took me 20 years, dumb, dumb. He gave it to me early on. I could have walked in the understanding that he's the ability. He's the power. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's never, ever, ever. Get this down. Get this down. It will never be about you. Never. No. Oh my God. It's Jesus. He's everything. He's everything. Lord, I can't even get through the Hudson Taylor. <laughs> I know he is able to carry out his will, and his will is mine. It makes no matter where he places me or how. That is rather for him to consider than for me. For in the easiest position, he must give me his grace. In the most difficult, his grace is sufficient. So if God should place me in serious perplexity, in serious perplexity, how many in this room are in serious perplexity? How many times are we in life in situations where we, we God, you know, some things go on for years that we're facing. What, 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 what can I do? So if, so if God should place me in serious perplexity, must he not give me much guidance? In positions of great difficulty, much grace. In circumstances of great pressure and trials, much strength. God's strong, isn't he? No fear that his resources will prove unequal to the emergency and his resources are mine for he is mine and he is with me and dwells in me. I'll stop there. The rest that he's talking about that God wants us to live in. Ephesians 6, 8 talks about, I'll just read this to you. This is God speaking to Moses. I will bring you to the land which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I will give it to you for a possession. I am the Lord. He's talking about the promised land, right? They had to earn it. Is that what it says? They had to work for it. Is that what it says? He gave it. God gave it. Freebie didn't work for it. It was given the promised land. Numbers 14, 25 through 31. We can read that. Turn if you want. 14, 25 through 31. Just doing this to cross-reference into the New Testament. Verse 25. 
Tomorrow turn you and get you into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. This is God telling the people that they're going back into the wilderness because they had sinned. And so he was not going to allow them to enter into the promised land. They're right there at the edge, but they're going back into the wilderness. And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron saying, how long shall I bear with this evil congregation which murmur against me? I've heard the murmuring of children, the children of Israel, which they murmur against me. Say unto them, as truly as I live, saith the Lord, as you have spoken in, your, in mine ears, so will I do to you. Your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness, and all that were numbered of you, according to your whole number, from 20 years old and upward which have murmured against me, doubtless you shall not come into the land. Concerning which I swear to make you dwell therein, save Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun. But your little ones, which you said should be a prey, them will I bring in, and they shall know the land which you have despised. So Joshua and Caleb were going in and the little children going in. All right. The rest of them, their carcasses would be in the, in the desert. Now let's turn real quickly to Hebrews 3, 15. Through chapter 4. While it is said, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. For some, when they had heard, did provoke, howbeit, not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. But with whom was he grieved forty years? Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? And to whom swear he that they should not enter into promised land, into his rest. We're in the new covenant now. He's about to tell us about the promised land. He gave the promised land in the old covenant. We're in the new covenant. He's telling you and me. Well, you know, I go out into the cemetery and says, here lays so-and-so in his rest. Well, heaven is a rest. And it is. But in the promised land, when they, when Joshua and Caleb were able to go into the promised land finally, and the children grown up, what was the first thing they had to do? Jericho and is it I or Ai? Ai. And the other battles. Ain't no battles in heaven. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Done. 
on earth is the best. The rest is the rest of the law that God has given I told the Lord, I can't live the Christian life. I'm born again. I love you, Jesus. Filled with the Spirit, I can't do it. What? You are. What? I found out who can. I found the one. I found the one that did it so wonderfully well when he was on this earth that it can't be matched. And I found out I can, why reinvent the wheel? Why don't I just let that one that's on the inside? You know, a hose. A hose is not the power, it just houses the strength of the capital W, water of the Holy Ghost, of God Almighty. He wants to operate through you, He doesn't want you. To it in your spirit. Paul said, I glory in my weakness that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Y'all, I've been living in this for over 20 years. I stay his fire on the inside. I don't try to build up more fire, get more. Stronger for God, more, more, more of this. God, I, got, I don't do that anymore. I say, God, I can, but you can, and He does. He wants to usher through you. You see, I would go and preach at the jail. I led the worship at our church. We had to pray an hour before that, prepared for the service. I had to be there Saturday. Prepared, you know, all the instruments and all that, get that ready. And of course, I led Sunday night. I used to have Sunday night services, right? And then every other week, I think it was every other week, once a month, I'd go to the jail ministry. We'd have a service there. And we'd lead these guys to Jesus, and it was wonderful. But when they get out of jail, they went back to the life they were living. You know, Jesus is not just good enough for the top 10% of strong wills. You know, the A and B students. <laughs> you ever see people run around tracking and see that one guy back there at the back of the porch? I'm glad I'm not him. <laughs> Jesus, if he's not good for everyone, he's not good. If he can't, Help the weak to receive them dependent on the natural will. And he has the power of the one who lives on the inside. Look at the belly and say, He's in me. He's in me. He's in me. The one we need. And we don't just need him, y'all. Just because we're Americans, and we, we play with the little story about, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can train. Yeah, you can do a lot in your power. 
There's a man, there's a woman. Yes, y'all, I'm preaching to the choir now, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm, laughs> we all need Jesus. Yes, we do. We all do. When somebody comes up and pats you on the back and tells you what a good job it is, just remember it was Jesus. Amen. That did. <laughs> it's Him. It's all Him. And thank God it's Him. I have been that person that loved the pats on the back. I, I still do, right? I still do, but I don't deserve it. He deserves it. He deserves it. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to move down to Hebrews 4, 9. It says, there remains a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest has ceased from his own works as God did from his. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek, and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy. Pastor Peter, what does easy mean? <laughs> it's not a hard one. No, it's not a hard one. Easy peasy, right? Easy peasy, right? My burden is light, light as. Light. When I know it's got to be him, and it doesn't have to be me, it doesn't mean that we don't face the battles, the Jerichos, the AIs, and all that in the promised land. It doesn't mean that we don't deal with high-stress issues. As um, Hudson Taylor says, it doesn't mean that we don't deal with terrifically difficult situations. But instead of us doing that, when we ever have to love the unloved, I mean somebody that deserves to be hated. Hmm. Instead of trying to do it, God, I can't. I can't love that person. But you can. And you're on the inside. And you too. Rather than you going, oh, I love you. are going through all this trial. Let me ask you this. Galatians 5.22 says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and self-control. Is that your fruit? No, it's always good. Glory to God. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. It's a big S. It's a big S. What does that mean? That means the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. 
just full, overflowing with God love. And he knows how to love you. know what? The patience. I'm going to pray for patience. I'm going to pray that I don't use my patience. I'm going to pray, God, you be the patience. And you'll see that God will come in and he'll do it. It's so much more fun than trying to figure out how I'm going to be patient in this situation. And it really works. It took Molly and I years to learn, even after God had given the revelation about that thing. When we finally came back into it, it took somebody, a minister that sat down with us, his wife, and they talked to us and talked to us, and we go home and they talked to us and talked to us. And then we, because seeing how that practically works out, you know, does that mean I go lay in the couch and don't do anything now? That's not what it means. In fact, when the Holy Ghost gets hold of you and you get out of the way, he's going to move through you like you can't believe. <laughs> Monica hates when I do. <laughs> but it's so true and it's so exciting. It is so much fun to see Jesus move. And I know, I mean, Pete and I sit down, we talk about this all the time. <laughs> so I know I'm preaching to the choir, but it is fun to preach it, isn't it? <laughs> it's all Jesus. He's the answer. How do I deal with that child? You know, how do I deal with that situation that I'm facing? What do I do about this financial situation I'm in? He'll do it. I don't know how he'll do it. You know, we try to control God. We try to want to control our lives. You know, It's sort of the American way, how we control it from A to Z, right? We're going to control it. No, God doesn't want you to control. You get in the way. You can't imagine the things he has. He has so many exciting things for your life. He has so much for each of You are the disciples. You are the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. You are. And you don't have to try to be something, you know. I, and when I got into music, I did a, I ended up doing a, I wrote music, I wrote, gave me songs, right? Did a, a album, and all that. And I got into all this perfection. And see, the Lord had given me more of a psalming kind of ministry, not a go make yourself you know, records and all that. And so I've, through the help of Monica, learned, I'm learning how to let go of perfectionism that is so tied into the music world and let the Holy Spirit do whatever he wants to do. So I whistle sometimes. I mean, you know, I mean, good gracious. <laughs> Nobody whistles on a song. <laughs> God has so much. He's so creative. He takes clay, puts spell in puts it in lives. We've got a committee member. His name is Ed Bell, one of the top lawyers in the country. Top lawyers. And, and he 
and it was he was into the money end of it too. I mean, I knew him when he was that. God got a hold of him, and he had a child, and the child had a blasphemy, and it was a, a terrible prognosis. And he took the child to his pastor, lived down in Georgia. And he went to the pastor, and the pastor prayed for the child. And Ed took the child in to see the neurosurgeon. And the neurosurgeon examined and did x-rays and said, he didn't know what to say. The last time, it didn't scream. It didn't just give you. First time Jason and I got on the, we were doing a Zoom call with Ed, and I invite him about coming to sit down with the committee. And uh, Ed said, Y'all believe in miracles? I mean, I know Ed. I know his life when he was at University of South Carolina. I know Ed. I know all about the drugs and everything else. I know about me. I know that. I know his flesh. We serve the greatest Lord. Thank God. The Bible says, and you you got to live the Christian life and No, it says Philippians 1 6, being confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. The scripture says, Philippians 4.19, the way I used to read it was, I can do all things. <laughs> I mean, I would preach it that way. When God broke dealt with me and brought me back to what he had given to me early on that I left, he brought me back to a place of walking in the rest of God, I found a new revelation of that scripture. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Monica hates that too. <laughs> it's through him, through Christ, through Christ, through Christ who strengthens you. He wants to be your strength. Paul said, I glory in my weakness. That, that it be his power. That is upon me. His power is on each one of us. Ready, engines fire, ready to run. And run and won't quit. And the fire that you, you were told, don't get out of fire. You know, you gotta get refired. 
Jesus. Just one last thing is, is I want us to pray. And I'm just going to pray with us. But all of us are in situations. And we're just going to give those situations that come to your mind. We're going to give them to Jesus. And we're not going to try to be the answer. We're going to trust Jesus. We're going to trust Jesus. God, right now, Lord, we all come before you. And Lord Jesus, we just thank you, Lord, that you are the power and Christ in you. You are you are the ability. We thank you right now, God, with these situations, whatever creative way you have to deal with spittle, whatever it takes, Lord. Whatever creative way you choose, Lord, we stand here like children, not knowing. Don't know. We need you to make it clear to our minds in these situations. We thank you, God. How do you want to get it to us? You get it to us. We submit to you, Lord, by your power. And we thank you, Lord. How you do and the joy we get to glorify your name for what you do. In Jesus' name, amen. We just want to get a little fired up. <laughs> the passage that I kept thinking about was the one that means a lot to me is Paul's. Uh, Word to Galatians, um, I am crucified with Christ, means I die with him. The life and the relationship that we have with him is a relationship in which we die to self. You can't kill yourself. You have to surrender to him. That's not easy. But the, tra and I've shared this with you before, but the tragedy, in my, the tragedy, the event in my life that really began to open the door was the death of my wife. And that kind of sort of stranded me from being um, dependent upon some kind of form to dependent upon the Lord. And the, it's, it's his, he's the reality. And it, I, I, the, the life that I've been living can be sort of a chore in a way. It sounds funny, but it can't because you have a lot of stuff on your plate, a lot of things you need to do. And those chores are good chores, the things that you do that are responsible. But I realized that I need 
the thing that I really need to put is a focus on the Lord every day. And that has made probably the biggest difference in my life is to really surrender to him. And that surrender is not something that you can do today and then you've got it done. It's something that you do every day, moment by moment. And uh, I don't surrender very well. I don't, my son, when he was little, uh, we were talking about dying and he said, uh, one time he said, well, I'm, when it comes time to die, I'm not gonna lay down. I'm gonna stay standing and that way I won't die. And uh, that's me in my life, my Christian life. I'm supposed to die to self, but I don't lay down. I keep standing, I keep living my life my way. And, and I'm sure you do the same. God is merciful, God is gracious. He is a shepherd and he knows his sheep and his sheep listen to him. And they, he says in 24, they follow him. And that's, that's what we want to do. And I appreciate your heart. And, and uh, some of your message may embarrass me too, but we're very thankful for you. <laughs>